you know, as I travel around and I visit with a lot of dealers, many of them kind of have sentiments that always go for kind of the kill, like ask you to marry me on your first introduction kind of a thing. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, low finance, uh, pay- payment 0.9%, and we get the wacky waving arm guy out front and all these sorts of things. But I love that, you know, you're you're talking about, hey, we, we need to engage people here. Um, is that maybe the 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 strong position that you think dealers should be taking during a time like this like hey we got to double down on building relationships well yeah i mean i think um and if you look at what's happened in spokane where we're not actually able to uh, deliver vehicles we kind of um you know we we kept uh, some of our, our managers on board from a staffing standpoint just to still handle the uh the internet leads and email leads and effectively our notion is just to keep them warm um, in some cases, we're able to take a deposit and just defer the uh, delivery. But in other cases, just you know, stay interactive with the uh, uh, with the customer, provide additional information. Hey, let's get you a pre-approved um, online, you know, so that we can uh, shorten it when you do come in, et cetera. So, so do you are you finding um, that there's obviously still a segment of the market that sees the utility of a vehicle. I mean, it, there's always this debate like, ah, nobody's going to be spending, the economy's crashing, everything's falling down around us. There's this kind of other half of the market that I've seen that says, well, like if this is the zombie apocalypse, then I need a reliable vehicle to get the heck out of Dodge. Yeah. Um, so in that activity that you're seeing, what's kind of the sentiment that you're picking up from customers? Are, are, they, are they a little bit more reluctant to make the purchase? Is it more service-based? Is it more end of finance? Like what, what are you, are you seeing a trend yet as far as the people that are still engaged in the buying process? Um, pretty tough to say that there's too much of a trend, but I think we, we, we tend over and, um, you know, overgeneralize things. Um, so I think, I mean, there's, there's lots of people who as a result of this are actually, uh, working, uh, more than ever and making more money than ever. Um, there's a lot of government workers who haven't lost their jobs. Um, there's a lot of people who, are retired and even though it probably hurt their stock portfolio they're still in a good position so um you know i, I still think there is uh, that demand um i think there'll be people who are who don't even have a vehicle who may look at uh buying a vehicle because they don't want to ride in on public transit anymore in the future so um a little bit you know a little bit of everything obviously though um a combination of the the strong messaging from our government to stay at home as you know as well as just general fear and uh, you know this is the the proverbial second biggest transaction for anyone. Uh, I think a lot of people are just, you know, want to wait and see to the, till they see, see a lot more comfortable. Um, you know, that being said, I think there's more and more positive news out there and there's more of a sense of, uh, um, you know, that there, there'll be some normalcy returning. So I think for a lot of people will be, you know, getting back into the market who perhaps delayed their purchase. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I was actually having this conversation with one of my team members uh, earlier today, and I said, "Look, there, there's, I mean, as human beings, we always adopt this kind of absolute mindset. Like, oh, my, I have a sore throat, so I absolutely have COVID nineteen. You know, the people yeah. that's there's tons of people out there, and no, it's actually you just have hay fever and it's the spring. Sorry, you know, it's that sort of a thing. And and I really enjoy your kind of outlook on this, especially in bringing up like. Uh, 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 different market segments. Hey, instead of focusing on everybody that has lost their job, we're still working at an limited in a limited capacity. Why not focus on those that still have their job and perhaps are making more money than they've ever made because they're now having to work more hours and all these sorts of things. 
civil servants, nurses, doctors, healthcare practitioners, all these sorts of things, government workers. So I love that. And I love that, um, you know, you're, you're generally pointing out here, at least what I've taken notes of, is that you, in order to be effective at business, you have to focus on different consumer segments. You can't pile everybody into people who purchase vehicles. Um, and so that's, that's really interesting that you bring that up because not a lot of conversations tend to surround that. But, but because, because that's on your mind, you're able to then position your marketing and your, your messaging in a way that's able to you know, find those people uh, and, and with a message that's relevant to them. Maybe, maybe they're not going to be as receptive to you know, picture price advertising. Maybe they need a little bit more of a compelling reason, or maybe you just need to figure out what their needs are a little bit more specifically, but they're still out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I wanted to ask you about the, uh, first of all, I mean, you, you've, you're a seasoned vet. How long have you been in the industry now? Um, well, I've been um, working in uh, um, car dealerships uh, directly um, as an employee for about 22 years, but over 30 years in the industry. Wow. So, so you, you I mean, of course, you'd remember the, the volatility of the 80s. Yeah. Interest Very rates much. at, you know, whatever they were, 32, but 28.7% or whatever they were. And unemployment was, you know, in the double digits and, you know, ridiculous. So you made it through that in this industry. You made it through, yeah. uh, you made it through the uncertainty. I, I mean, all the terror attacks and terror attempts of the 90s, the early 2000s, and all of the volatility of that. And you made it through the crash of 08, 09. Moving into this situation, what what are maybe some of the lessons you've taken from all of those past experiences in this industry that have helped you or maybe helped you position better for what's going on right now? A good question. I mean, this is certainly unprecedented. I mean, um, you know, the the downturns we've seen previously uh, are certainly nothing like this. But, um, you know, I think... Um, just sort of that long-term view that, you know, this too shall pass. And, uh, um, you know, the, um, you know, we've, um, w- you know, we were uh, in, in a little bit of terror, I think the first uh, seven to 14 days of this and, and just all that level of, of uncertainty. But, you know, once we started to take a look at our organizations, stress test them, you know, the, the nice thing about this industry is it is incredibly adaptable. Um, you know, a lot for good. You know, for good, good and bad. Um, a lot of our costs are tied up in uh, uh, in people. So, unfortunately, we've had to um, you know lay off uh, uh, a fair number of, of people. But that it did did allow us to get our expenses uh, back in the check fairly quickly. Um, yeah. You know, it's, so there's there's a lot of variable expense in this industry. Um, you know, beyond you know, I mean, rent's your big fixed one, but um, you know, and then. Um, and we were able to aggressively, you know, produce advertising. Uh, suppliers have been very good. I, I you know, I was, I was amazed how how many of our uh, suppliers stepped up and offered discounts, uh, et cetera, right across the industry. And that, you know, that really let us um, allowed us to, to get in, in, in a position of, to weather this really well. 